I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another week of Hallmark Remarking. We're here, friends. What's up? We are I'm- so pumped because yeah. we're going to hang out. We're going to chat. We have a special guest for today that we're pumped about. On a roll. Um, and we have a new movie. Is it a 2022 movie? Yeah, it just came out in yeah. August. So it's a new movie, new to us, new to the world yeah movie um to talk about and some uh some fun pop culture stuff so yeah like anyway. we always do it's always a yes. good time yes to start off emily how the heck are you well currently um my cat is chewing on my laptop cord Full terrorizing. so <laughs> i just don't understand he was literally sleeping the whole time i was watching the movie and then it's like as soon as zoom popped uh-huh. up he was like mm-hmm. i like, should hop on her literally like clawing (laughs) i mean obviously he's a baby so he's just like "Ah!" on you know clawing on top of me every time but he's like i'm like i'm like at this point you could chew on anything else in the house just not my laptop cord and that's what you decide to chew but you you know that's my current situation overall though we're good um fun life developments i guess we'll just dive in uh coffee shop announced on sunday it is now tuesday we announced on Sunday that we'll be closing at the end of the month officially. And so I've known for weeks, I've had time to process it and kind of oh, you know, get like, my... this is like, a, like it's closing. It's like done. <gasps> um, wow. it's, I mean, it, so we, our coffee shop for one is in a huge building. It is unnecessarily huge. Um, we've always rented out the back for events and stuff, but overall it's a huge building and, um, it's in a not very highly trafficked part of, Oh, the Tri-Cities near where I live. Um, and we just don't make enough money, like point blank. Um, we just don't really make enough to maintain the building and keep the lights on and pay the employees and all the things. So we are closing at the end of the month, um, but we've known for a while, employees have known for a while so we can get our ducks in a row. But now I am having to deal with all of the customers who are coming in, like, are you so sad? Like, what are you going to do? I'm so sad. And I'm like, nah, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like all these people who I have not seen in the past year and a half or year and whatever that I've worked there, I have not seen them come in the shop once and patron the shop, but all of a sudden they're like, we're oh, depressed. We have to come and help you. Like we so must. many people are like, you should do a GoFundMe. Can we help you? Can we give money? And I'm like, y'all, this is like a year too late to be perfectly honest. Like yeah. we're, we, the owners have made their decisions. Um, so from this point, it's going to be like applying for some Q and, uh, the manual QA jobs, the tech jobs that I'm looking into, yeah. you know, I have options, which is good. Everybody else at the coffee shop either works another full-time job or have other businesses. So <laughs> My cat's going to still play with his toy in the background. It's fine. But that's the newest development. Um, but I I have options. So I'm not too stressed about it. I was actually planning, planning on leaving anyway. And this is kind of like a nice little, oh, <laughs> yes. thank you. Yes. Um, so that's like my newest development. And um, I have this month 
couple well, what are you and nigel gonna do you guys aren't gonna be able to see each other just all the time he's gonna be so sad i don't know what he, <laughs> i don't know what he's gonna do um well he's i mean not to spill his tea but he's on a date tonight so <gasps> he might be fine wait nigel okay nigel. keep talking i'm gonna message the group message and be like oh yeah so we're podcasting it, right now tell us all all the deets it was actually a pretty pretty incredible like seamless um process for him to ask this girl on a date because of course he screenshot everything and like sent it to our work chat and was like should i should i dm her like all this stuff um <laughs> so it, i didn't work on saturday but this girl came in the coffee shop apparently and and they were chatting and hit it off and so he was like guys should i message her and he <laughs> was like what should i tell her like what should i say and we helped him edit the message and he slid into those dms and apparently she was like yeah i felt a connection too like let's go Whoa, out it's like the bachelor seamless when and you use the word connection you watch yeah. the bachelor I um, know. turns out there's so many um mute like they have so many mutuals um I think she went to Liberty and like, Whoa. they know a couple mutuals in the area, apparently all these things in common, all these people in common. Um, and it was a very seamless transition from like, Hey, were you the girl that ordered this to like, okay, here's my number. Let's go out sometime. So wow. I think he's on a date tonight, just spilling all the tea for Nigel, but um, I don't know. I don't know if you, if you, if you saw it, but um, I have a mug that says spill the tea, but it's like a mug. It's a coffee mug. Yeah. And my friend Hannah always like gets annoyed that I don't drink tea out of it, but I don't right. like tea. And so I, unless it's like a chai tea latte or something. Yeah. Um, and so I always drink coffee out of it, but it's so funny because a lot of times Haley, like she'll make coffee in the morning for us and she'll pick out like the mugs that we're going to use. And she yeah. picked the spill, the tea. she'll pick the spill the tea one or whatever. Yeah. And I like take a sip out of it and I'll look at her and I'm like, all right, spill. And she'll be like, so, so-and-so broke up with her boyfriend yesterday and is dating somebody new today. Like always like just oh, some wow. dumb middle school something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's pure gold. It's so good. It's like, that is like the spirit stick or like, that's the feeling yes. stick. That's the it's, spill the tea mug. It's the spill the tea mug. Yeah. Um, she actually is so funny when she was first placed with me back in 2020, she had to switch schools. And of course there were like nerves, you know, about yeah. that. And day one I just was like we're gonna mix it milkshake at the end of the day you know what I mean like look yeah. look to three o'clock yeah <laughs> like, I have to do that sometimes well, <laughs> at the end of the week like so the end of the day was fine she had made some new friends by the end of the week that Friday we decided also to get a milkshake so we're pulling into the driveway drive through for um McDonald's and by the time we got our milkshakes I knew who everyone in that school was dating <laughs> yes and she's a fast talker she is she a fast like, talker that one and this one and then this one and then oh he he's gonna break up with her because he wants to date this girl and blah, blah, blah. and i was just sitting there and i was like oh, this, this <laughs> that's how it was much. that's this how it was much. like <laughs> like the you know everybody dating somebody new like mm. in the same week or whatever mm. like that's so that's not so in funny. the homeschool co-op <laughs> nope <laughs> but yeah nigel's on a date so i think um maybe this is good timing for everyone um <laughs> jesus is like you're not gonna have your work friends to talk to here's a girlfriend <laughs> no i'm kidding nigel <laughs> i'm kidding it's okay um so i'm i'm really <laughs> i'm really hoping that it goes well because i <laughs> we're all rooting for him we're all rooting for you nigel oh so gosh. um He's going to like, listen yeah. to, it's going to be the worst date he's ever had. He's going to listen to this. And I hope not. Oh, and be re-triggered. <laughs> be like, oh, why God. are you guys bringing up my horrible day? 
you're doing great, <laughs> Nigel. It's, it's going to be okay. But um, overall, the month, I have my dad's birthday this month, and we're doing like a family get together. So that'll, that'll be really exciting. Um, I'm doing like a group photo shoot for spooky season, like a friend Ooh. group photo shoot where we're going to have oh, like fun. smoke bombs in the woods mm-hmm. and do cool lighting and stuff and hang out. And so that wait, um, did you watch? Um, I did not, but did you watch Hocus Pocus too? I haven't seen it yet. No, oh, I should have watched it. I'm not. Today. I don't hate on Hocus Pocus. I just think it's stupid. I'm just well, yeah, so it's I not, I mean, objectively, but, not a great movie. No. It's just but like, like, as someone you know. who loves Camp Rock, mm-hmm. High School Musical, Lemonade Mouth. Right. My standards are not high. Right. It's and okay. I know the nostalgic factor is really what's at play. Like when exactly. people like Hocus Pocus. Exactly. Um, but I did not grow up watching it. We didn't mm-hmm. do, like we did some Halloween, but it was more the fall festival, trunk or treat. Yeah. We once, I think I told a story last year. We once did, speaking of homes, homeschool co-op, <laughs> we had to read about a historical figure, write an oral report or make up an oral, come up with an oral report that we then gave, and, and then we dressed up as that Dressed character. up like the character. And then yep. we gave a, like, oral report of that, and it was a who am I. Yeah. So, like, you would say, and I was Martha Washington, and I'll never forget, to my left, literally I'm pointing where he was sitting, was a boy I thought was cute. And <laughs> I was like, I'm wearing a gray wig. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is what so expectations are set up that was my i'm pretty sure did that yeah so we did not do like the hocus pocus and all that kind of stuff which is fine because i always thought it looked weird anyway yeah um and so the hocus pocus 2 hype coming out i just wasn't into it it was right it's kind of like for most of the general population not giving a crap about princess switch one two or three (laughs) right and i feel like i am the like the way that you feel about princess switch is kind of like how yeah. I was with Hocus Pocus. Like I was yeah. part of the Hocus Pocus yes. um, hype or whatever. I still haven't seen the second one though. I forgot my Disney plus login. So I'm, I want to watch <laughs> it and I'm, ex- I'm excited about watching it, but I, um, I that just, five I, minutes of recovering your password you know, was not worth be, it. It's really at this point, shoo. but I've heard <laughs> that it's like, I don't know. I just, you watch the, you watch the first one now as an adult and it's like, well, objectively, it's not a good movie. It's not like, a cinematic masterpiece it actually flopped right. in the theaters when it came out because I think it came out in like July or something anyway but <laughs> um the it's the nostalgia factor I would say too and so I'm not expecting the second one to be great and that's kind of what I've heard I'm like my expectations are not high for it I'm just really excited to see what these women look like 30 years later still looking fantastic and like seeing what they do with all the other characters and I've seen pictures of like the costumes how they've kind of reinvented old costumes and stuff I appreciate things like that so it's kind of like a little nod um I you know I'll see what I think about it but I'm definitely going to watch it at some point um but I'm excited for that photo shoot. That's towards the end yes. of the month. And then um, Levi's birthday is October 22nd. So um, he has to work. We both have to work that morning. It's a Saturday, but then we'll probably going to either go bowling with friends or like go to a movie and like call it simple. It's it, but it's his 30th birthday. So I'm like, I wish you liked surprises and, and big things because I love parties and I love birthdays, but he's not a big birthday person especially he's not a big him person or people person so you know for a 30th birthday hopefully i'll say low key exciting is, low key is neat. well we just got back 
um, from a trip to DC. It was Haley's yes. first tr- uh, time to DC, which is fun. Corbin mm-hmm. went like it, it was his idea. Um, he coordinated a lot of it, which was awesome. Um, and he used to live there. So he, okay. we used to live near there in Maryland. So I grew oh, yeah. up going there. Like I remember like a lot of trips there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so he coordinated it and, but Haley was super into it when she had two requests, museum, of the Bible and the Holocaust museum. So we made yeah. time, we made those kind of the, the main things that we did. Yeah. And she loved both of them for different reasons, which I felt that was the best way to put it. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, I really like both of these for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and she, um, like we just had really deep conversations after the Holocaust museum. It was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've been like reading through the Bible together and we're still in Genesis. Um, but it was kind of cool for her to have a little bit of an understanding of kind of what she was looking at in the music totally. of the Bible. Yeah. So that was really fun. But it was <laughs> Hurricane Ian hit Florida like Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then we in Virginia on Friday got a massive amount of rain. Oh, um, much rain. And I think like a couple of inches. It was it was a lot for this area. Um, and then we had like a steady, drizzly, misty rain yeah. in DC. And it was supposed to be really bad. So mm-hmm. We were like, okay. And we decided to rent scooters at one point to see, like to travel around to all the monuments really fast. So that was super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was good. Yeah. So, I haven't yeah, been to DC time. in a while. I went yeah. to a Nat. <laughs> I attempted to go to a Nats game last year, but I like severely like underestimated how much time we would need to mm. get there. Mm-hmm. I literally managed. I remember the I think story. I told the story. <laughs> we managed to miss the whole game. Like we showed up, um, at the, you were like, top crying, of the night. like oh, I was so, I was so upset, but I mean, it turned out to be a fine day, but yeah, I haven't funny. been to DC to look at all of the, the monuments and things and museums since pre pandemic. Yeah. And, um, I, I've, I've never been to the museum of the Bible, but my mom and I really want to go. So I'm like hoping to plan a trip, um, at some point, but like a yeah. full day, like just like <laughs> take breaks well, and snacks. <laughs> literally Roger told us he's been there. He was mm-hmm. like, you're going to need more than the three hours you have planned for it. And right. I was like, it's a museum. No, I won't. And he was like, yes, you will. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And I'm like, we didn't get to two entire floors. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And were you there for the three hours? Three, just over three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. They're just at three. So honestly, if we had had five, I think we would have been good. Yeah. Um, because I also don't really linger, you know, yeah. I do kind of just like browse by things. Me too. Um, But there was a cool part where you got to watch like scenes from a ton of different movies that have like a biblical something, you know, aspect to them. Nice. Yeah. So whether it's like a, the Lord's prayer or like a verse being quoted, even if it like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So like in the moment or whatever, but, but I walked up and they're playing Prince of Egypt and I was like, you should just, you know, do the just whole Just watch movie. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, Obviously. Yeah. So anyway, so fun. that was our trip. Um, we had a good time. We are actually staying here every single weekend the rest of this month <gasps> that's so exciting for you it is Take a um, breath i know we have season tickets to the liberty football games um yeah. and it's been kind of nice because it's like it forces us to be here because a lot of times if it's an open weekend for us i'll just fill it with like going to see somebody yeah so anyway we're glad for that um but we do need to move on yeah wait pause really wait, fast wait. yes F- flip it and reverse it dc pop culture stuff did you oh, see yeah, yeah 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 did you see the lizzo video with her playing the crystal flute 
So I actually have not seen the video. I've just seen the controversy. <laughs> People are so mad and I have things to say about it. Um, once my cat decides to get out of the way, come here, come here. Munchie. So all I saw, like I have seen people talking about how people are bad mouthing it bad yeah mouthing it, whatever. but i haven't seen the actual like negativity i've just seen the negativity about the negativity so um so anyway, I, go ahead it's it, of course there's layers on layers and like everybody's got an opinion which is fine but i just have the biggest issue with just people being just outright mean about it and just like calling her really nasty names and like just saying well, really nasty things about her who doesn't know what was the flute? What's the historical aspect okay. with the flute she played? Right. That so first? Um, it was, it was, I think James Madison's crystal flute that hadn't, okay. it's like a 200 year old crystal yeah. flute yeah. never been played because he didn't right. play, he didn't play the flute. It was literally just like a gift presented to him and the library of Congress, Congress? yes yeah. mm-hmm. has been keeping it like they have a yeah. huge mm-hmm. collection of all these historical musical instruments yeah. and so she posted a video of herself at her DC concert a lady from the Library of Congress like Secret Service w- showed up on stage and presented this flute to Lizzo and she was like this has never been played before like I- we get to make history tonight and play this flute because like she is a crazy yeah. talented well flutist. so she's she is classically trained it's like so talented and classically like trained. wanted wanted to be like a you know like in orchestras yeah you know, traveling performing constantly whatever so talented um, but because of like just several reasons um including i think her dad passed away mm-hmm. um, something like that yeah there were some yeah just some things going on in her life that she didn't pursue that and then we now know i mean she does lizzo is not her real name um, but we now know her as lizzo and so for those who aren't really fans of lizzo or don't really pay attention to her she plays a flute regularly like mm-hmm. in, in her stuff she's kind of like she's got plenty of photos with it whatever and so that moment wasn't really shocking to like lizzo fans because yeah. Like, yeah, we, we know she can play a flute but to the world it was very like how dare she you know this isn't um something to like mess around with this is a historical yeah artifact, whatever and i'm like if the library of congress made i know call, like and so <laughs> they're like, the ones who like preserve history and like appreciate it the most yeah and i just was like looking at it going somebody said it very well the the instrument is is made to be played right and she brought like life and music back into it which is mm-hmm. what it like how beautiful of a, of a moment for that instrument and instead everybody's like it should continue collecting dust and the comments no one that, shall touch it exactly the comments that i've heard are probably are, are for sure the most extreme comments the the extreme end of the spectrum of people just being really mean and unkind to her they they were basically saying which I had never heard about this flute before she played it. Didn't even know it existed. So I'm like, wow, what a cool piece of history that I just learned. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Lizzo. Like, I think that's a really cool way to fuse like modern pop culture with history. She's like, she literally said like, history is so cool. Like we are making history like cool again, basically. Um, And I, I believe the Library of Congress like reached out to her to come and tour and like play the flute, all this stuff. It was very like clear of an invitation from them. And so many people are just like basically bringing in her, obviously everybody always brings her weight into the conversation and they're like, 
literally I heard somebody say, why is this piece of history? Like she's only famous for being the most morbidly obese person in the world. Why is this um, piece of history being defamed by her? And I was like, oh, did you, what? I'm sorry. It's just so mean. I'm like, stop being so mean to her. (laughs) Well, I want to continue this conversation, but I think it'll be really helpful within the movie. Yeah, for sure. But before we do that, we um, actually need to introduce a really special guest. Who's been so So, patient. (laughs) Who's been so patient. And she has, um, she's been a day one a day one mm-hmm. she's a lifer you know 100 in, in the podcasting world they're p1s they're priority yes. ones um this this guest this listener this fan <laughs> is a very special woman to me um to emily it's a little awkward um, <laughs> <just kidding>. awkward. <laughs> but our special guest today is my mom peggy Payne, <laughs> also known as emily's ex-boyfriend's mom Peggy Payne! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> How many times can you say it and make it up? I know, every time. Every time. Um, welcome, Mom. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I am your number one fan. Truly. I mean, at least I have that status, right? <laughs> I. It's so funny because I'll post and I'll be like, oh, we have a new episode, you know, whatever. Here, you know, go listen and <laughs> whatnot. And if there's ever any issues, it takes, you know, within like an hour of me posting that, I'll get a text from mom. Hey, the audio was like double yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, that woman is like, thank you. You said it's available. I'm listening. <laughs> and click. You're, she's usually yes. one of the first people to like or comment on a post, yeah. like even before yeah. I can like or comment a post <laughs> and that tagged. you've made. I know. I know. It's always like, like Peggy Tsunami, like yeah. at the bottom. Of the there you go. <laughs> yep. So everybody oh follow her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have right. the name for a reason. Mom, <laughs> why don't you tell the listeners a few things about yourself so that they can know why we have you on today? Um, well, number one, I introduced Sophie to Hallmark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I, and I provided the friendly app. <laughs> Still provide. <laughs> Still provide. Um, and that $9, and that $9 yeah. every month. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, uh, my time with Hallmark goes way, way back before the Hallmark show or Hallmark network, because like I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't even know if that existed or didn't have that for the longest time. But way, way, way back when I was like probably junior high, I started reading the little Hallmark books yes. that were out, the little novels that were That's out amazing. that were, yeah, they were, uh, well, and they were provided for to me by one of my friend's mothers who had a subscription. so she she would read them and then pass them on yeah and they were they were very hallmark you know it's literally like what you do with the friendly app for us exactly you're paying it forward (laughs) you pay for the subscription (laughs) so we can have hallmark right but i will also say i i love the genre i love the romance genre i like to still read romances and and yet i mean there's obviously controversy surrounding them and there's some that are better than others some mm-hmm. are cheesy and some get a you know in the in that genre some of them get a little bit on the soft porn side <laughs> spicy we're looking we at those, you netflix all those spicy <laughs> Um, and that's really in the, even in the book realm. So um, it has been, it's, it's been a t- something at times I've had to step away from mm-hmm. and just, you know, and then also bring back, but I will say it's never been something that caused me to have, you know, illusions 
where romance mm. was concerned. Mm. Um, I mean, I fully ha- believe I'm going to fall off a stool and be caught by somebody one day. So Obviously. I have definitely been been forced right. into some illusions. <laughs> For sure. But I did meet my husband on the very first day I was on a college campus for classes. Oh, you're different Imagine growing up with that crap. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, oh, and we, Sophie's like, nah. I know. <laughs> we know, we know the square on the sidewalk where we met. Yeah. So one day, so, um, mom and dad, they met, um, at the university of Tennessee, uh, in Knoxville and go balls. Um, and one day we've gone to like a few, um, uh, football games together and we were walking kind of a certain way. And mom was like, oh, if we go, you know, this way, we'll be able to, to find our sidewalk square. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, we'll go. And they're like, and dad's like right here. And he's making this grand speech. And the whole time we're standing right next to porta potties, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like nine of them, like not two, like nine. overshadowed by the love. And, and I'm just looking at him so giving this grand speech. And I'm like, this is pretty indicative of my life. Like <laughs> my parents had this like romantic moment and I'm by the crappers. <laughs> I'm by the giant porta potties. Awesome. So yes. So mom has a hallmark. Um, movie moment you know real life that's, cute. that's yeah. so 40 cute years later 40 years Her later meet here we cute was thanks to <laughs> was thanks to um my aunt her sister they like knew each other my aunt and my dad um mm-hmm. so she introduced them and then what happened soon after that what did you guys what did he get invited to that sealed the deal well, <laughs> it was summer i had just graduated from high school in may and so this would be june when classes started for the summer and so we were going over to summer school and he was staying on campus but one of his friends he was an ra and one of the guys that lived on his hall was named jim and jim was dating a different sister that introduced me i had i have a bunch of sisters um was dating my other sister and um <laughs> And then the sister that introduced us was also dating somebody. But anyway, that summer we went out on the boat a lot, like went out on the lake, as Emily knows, that's something we love to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't realize this until fairly recently, but he wasn't, Johnny was invited. And I just thought it was, he was there and, you know, they just more merrier, let's just invite him. But I come to find out that Jim never liked, none of us ever liked the people, the guys that my older, my oldest, no, my second sister, I guess the older of those two sisters um, dated. She dated guys that nobody could stand. And so <laughs> Jim did not want to be stuck with that guy. So he wanted Johnny to come. And I actually, <laughs> uh, so he was kind of providing his own buddy, right? Um, and I kind of jokingly accused my sisters of setting me up. But I really was joking. I really was joking. And uh, turns out neither of them lasted. Those two relationships didn't last. And Johnny and I did. And it, it still took a while. Like we would see well, each other randomly dad, on campus. My dad always tells the story. Um, <laughs> so we like to water ski. And, um, you know, we like to slalom ski, which is with one ski. My dad always like tells a story about when he would like ski behind there, he would, he would go outside the wake and come back in so fast and so hard. He like would yank the, the back of the boat would move. And our boat right now still does like, it's a hefty boat and and Mm -hmm. he can still do that with that. So that little tiny boat that, um, that my grandfather used to have that we used to have, he would just yank the tar out of that thing. 
and he's like he talks in this gravelly voice he's like and that's what won your mother over <laughs> like, he I'm literally, like i would laugh harder at that but that would win me over <laughs> he literally rocked the boat and was like it was yeah. rocked the boat well, his, uh, his, his, he was definitely impressive and he's still impressive as he a really skier is. and um, better, i was i was young and i was in a bathing suit so i think i won him <laughs> <laughs> wow we love that that's so cute. Well, and like, what, it, go Jim for bringing, for inviting him for right. his own ser- selfish game. And <laughs> we, um, we were actually, Johnny was actually in Jim's wedding. Jim was actually in our wedding. And uh, recently we've reconnected with him and had dinner with him and all. So we yeah. still Yay. have a connection. We have a connection with him, but <laughs> my sister doesn't. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, folks, you heard it here. A real life Hallmark movie moment. Walking on. Just imagine, everybody just imagine for a moment being raised by parents where the whole time you you hear growing up on my first day of college i met my future husband <laughs> and you try lowering your expectations i went yeah. to a dang christian college i was like that for sure is gonna happen to me right it an mrs sure degree <laughs> it did not um yeah i walked out with my ms you know like, yeah right <laughs> or in there <laughs> we're all um, rooting for this we're all rooting oh my gosh for it. well anyway the movie we're watching that we watched today because i think all of us watched it today yeah yeah <laughs> um is a movie called romance in style mom you actually recommended this movie um why did you recommend this movie um i i read i rewatched it today because it's been a while but i watched it because it was a good story but also the story main part is about body positivity and that is something that I know we've talked about all three of us have had I've heard y'all share it on the podcast even Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly we all are are living in a time when body positivity is something that actually has to be talked about and has Mm -hmm. to be brought up and I thought of in this I thought I, I actually rewatched it to think, did I really even like the movie? I, you know, I mean, I remember recommending it for that, that particular message, but I did like the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I'll preempt a little bit, but I, um, I don't know, as I was listening, watching it today, I thought, I don't know that I've ever seen a Hallmark movie that was, had such a proactive message, like that they really yeah, actually, uh-huh. Yeah. It's very right. pointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times there's a theme or there's something that you learn about like an apple orchard or you'll learn about, you know, yeah. the fall harvest mm-hmm. at a vineyard mm-hmm. or whatever. But this was very, and it wasn't too in your face. Yeah. yeah I, thought, I thought it was handled well. Yeah. I, I um, agree. Yeah. Emily, do you have the stuff pulled up? Yeah. I have, the, I have yeah. the stats here. So, yeah. um, I mean, kind of hit it just nail on the head like it's a it's the big message of this movie is body positivity but we have um the little imdb description is um ella is our main character ella's unique designs inspire publishing mogul derek to include plus size fashion in his magazine it's not long before derek realizes ella's influence reaches far beyond the catwalk and (laughs) this was directed (laughs) directed by michael robeson um and our lead actors are J.C. Elliott, who plays Ella, and then Benjamin Hollingsworth, who plays Derek. 
Um, JC Elliott, I did a little side googing. Um, she was born in France and moved to the United States when she was 21. I knew she had an accent that she, she definitely did. Yeah, I, I was do. like, yes. what is that? But she uh, yeah. was born in France. And then Benjamin Hollingsworth, if um, anybody, if y'all or any of our listeners have seen Virgin River on Netflix, he plays a character named Brady, who um, Sophie and I were talking before we started recording. Brady is that character that. Um, you could tell he's kind of like a seedy character. Like he kind of a bad guy. And then eventually slowly he starts to try and want to change his ways, but then is also trying to earn the trust and respect back from everybody who he's kind of wronged. Totally different from their, the character in this movie. So I think that was cool <laughs> to see his range a little bit. And then JC Elliott is also in um, the, the Grey's. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess there's only one Grey's Anatomy. They haven't done a spinoff or anything, but she's in Grey's Anatomy or something like she's in all that stuff too. So she's done some other stuff. He's done some other stuff. Um, but yeah, that those are our two, um, leading stars here. And our IMDB rating is one of the highest I've seen thus far for a Hallmark movie. It's a 7.2 out of 10. Hmm. So yeah, this one came out in August. I have some thoughts you know, Emily and I talked to just a little bit. We usually don't talk much about it, but we had, we had so many technical difficulties to, like <laughs> getting set up today that we had a little time to chat. Yeah. Um, but the, the start of this movie, I kind of had a stank face. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I'm not really liking it. Like the flow wasn't great. Um, I thought it was awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the way people would try to relate to each other. I was like, do any of you know each other? I mean, mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate when best friends take the whole movie to warm up to each other you know the actors Mm -hmm. going what in the world are you doing so anyway that was a little bit annoying but um as the movie went on my stank face kind of turned into this just like smiley face little like (laughs) like, oh that's nice this is this is cute and I I don't know it was the least conflict I've ever seen totally and sometimes I hate I don't like conflict for the sake of conflict I don't yeah I, I don't like that um but in the hallmark formula you need a little bit of conflict you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing the conflict in there was really pathetic was very underwhelmed by yeah you know that moment but i felt like this had what we hate about other movies it was like oh great it did it right where they uh, used their words yeah and you know Mm -hmm. communicated so anyway there are so many different things about it but ultimately i i ended up really enjoying it um I want to kind of dive into it, but Emily, what is your kind of overall vibe? Yeah, same. I, uh, so I think my stank face at the beginning was less about like awkwardness of character chemistry. And it was more, (laughs) it was more like, oh my gosh, they're going to try and play off this girl who is probably like, she's very average sized. I wouldn't say if you look at her, I think she is like either my size or one size bigger. Yeah. And so I, but so I'll, I'll dive more into this in a minute, but at first I was like, they're going to try and pass off a still like, like thin passing person as like plus size. And it's going to be really annoying, but I will say that like, it felt very accurate and true to the fashion world that like, yes, this character would, would, and is considered to be a plus size sizing in the fashion world and so at first I was kind of annoyed I was like they're still gonna pass off this really pretty like thin passing like she could still shop anywhere person as plus size and it's not gonna get the point across but I my tune changed throughout the movie because I think it was still very accurate to like 
that's real. Like people yeah. and all that stuff. So I, I liked it. I liked seeing that aspect. And I feel like the conflict in the movie between characters, I agree, was very underwhelming. I did like that most of the conflict seemed to be with Ella, the main character within herself, like still yeah. Yeah. conflict in her own mind of like, oh, I'm deserving Confidence. of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could tell she's confident in herself. Mm-hmm. She's already done a lot of the work, but like the main turmoil was like, she really felt like she didn't deserve the yeah. well, attention. And here's the thing. So we've got Ella who she sews, but she's a designer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is actually a good topic because how many times do we say what we are and not like the part that we're either working on that we're yeah. striving for that until somebody gives me money for it, I'm not that title, Yeah, you know? And so she designed every outfit designed and made every yeah. outfit she owned basically in this yeah. movie. And she kept saying she was a sewer and everybody in the industry kept going, Oh, you're a designer. And she mm-hmm. would be like, she goes, yes, I'm a designer, but you know, I I'm a sewer over at the such and such. Yeah. You know, I the, like the freelance. Group. Yeah. Yeah. And they would just, anytime that she would say something, they would be like, Oh, like what you just described, you're a designer, you know, it was yeah. just kind of an automatic thing. You're wearing your own clothes. Like you, I know like, designed. And, they're, and they're fine, you know? Yeah. They're and great. So I was like, man, it's so interesting watching her. It's not that she struggled to believe she was capable of design. Like she knew she was, she mm-hmm. wore her own clothes. You know what I mean? Like she, she liked that. She, they were, there was a, a dance at the end and she was making it. She knows she's capable of designing, not just sewing. Mm-hmm. But it was like the fact that nobody had given her that title that she was not willing to give it to herself. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely feel like she w- she wasn't like a character who was coy and like very damsel in distress kind of like, I'm so awful. But she was like, she was confident, but working on it type yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Like she was definitely very honest and kind of like, I mean, very clear spoken, kind of unabashedly honest in a lot of situations and a lot of character interactions, but I never like, not until towards the end, did I feel that she was like, I'm a designer and you're going to like, listen to me. And so I was like, I liked seeing that transformation as we went. I felt like that some of her interactions, I just, I I mean, I wrote down attitude, like Mm -hmm. she, she just kind of had this attitude Uh and I really felt that maybe they were portraying that inner conflict that you're talking about where it was like, I, have you ever done this projected like yeah. that you are something, even though mm-hmm. you don't really feel like you are yeah. something I, I'm, I should be here. I have a voice. And yet there's this little voice inside your head going, I really should just be quiet right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, and I feel like there was a transition through the movie somewhat of that, but I really felt like it was way through it that you saw, okay. Cause she was portraying it. She was portrayed as caring about her personal clients that would come to her loft and she was designing dresses for him and she was she was telling them like when you feel beautiful you know you look beautiful and and things like that and that was part of her own personal um thoughts on everything but she she was that so she was good and she was kind and the guy in the designer world the clothing world um max or whatever his name was he was um very confident and kept telling her like and kept presenting her in that one designer that liked her i mean so Mm -hmm. all of these and but it was like she was she was just just had this attitude and edginess with everybody else and finally you saw her just like laugh naturally 
mm-hmm. and just yeah. be, just be. And, and I thought again, well, maybe that was on purpose. I don't mm-hmm. know. It kind of reminds me, I'll, I'll always tie it back to this. Cause I think they did it really well. Sand dollar cove where yeah. we watched um, the main character where her hair was like slicked, you know, into like a bun at the top of her head. She wore like blazer and like, you know, just very like clean lines, very business, very yeah. strict. And then throughout the movie, you watch as her hair slowly kind of comes down. Yeah. And she's wearing flowy like shirts and flowy pants and you know, that kind of thing. And with Ella in this movie, we we see her working her typical job with a designer it's like about to be paris fashion week and she was like yeah i have two or three extra days to give to this not gonna pay me thing yeah right before paris fashion week which i was like there are gonna be a lot of unrealistic things in this movie that's gonna be the biggest one (laughs) one of them right there (laughs) but she her friend needed some help at her job at this magazine he happened to be the son of the owner of that magazine you know and and she didn't know that but he's in a coffee shop ordering a drink on the phone not paying attention hate it and she's like hey the the barista needs to know what you want and then he was like oh and he kind of like stopped me he's like and he didn't say sorry but you could tell his like vibe was oops you know yeah. so anyway he like told her what he wanted and got back on his phone and she's like <laughs> right and like that new york like i have yes. to be somewhere yeah and that's what she even was like everyone behind you you know whatever so they're walking and she's kind of giving him the cold shoulder is just annoyed with him you know real sarcastic all that kind of stuff and i was like mm, i i kind of get that it was a little bit too much like just mm-hmm. kind of like, okay dial it down but anyway as they go you watch like so her outfits were still like fashionable and cute mm-hmm and they were always bright. So I didn't feel like her Colorful, outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bold. Um, the orange and the pink, which is so like cute. definitely, it. yeah, it's a, it's such a color block that I don't think anybody ever saw coming. And then it like took, <laughs> took yeah. the fashion did world you, by storm. Did you see the pink boots? They were so cute. I loved all oh, of her I pink. I wonder if I saw the pink boots. Oh yeah. But, she, the, but anyway. the second time she wore that red. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But I just remember like there was a moment when her posture softened. Yeah, like literally her like sh- it was almost like she was wearing shoulder pads and everything and I don't think she actually was but you know it felt like almost she, her like shoulders were like all the way up and like very strict and very tall or whatever to her like standing very natural you know what I mean and just yeah. kind of being relaxed and and her attitude matched that so it was like strict business and I will just say a few words to you and move on you know like I'm not letting you in I'm not letting you in and then throughout the the movie they did the like whisper the hi yeah yeah (laughs) like breathy whisper to each other any time they had any thing (laughs) it was all very close and like can I get a rain check (laughs) (laughs) I yeah I noticed that too it's like she was never like trying to hide in a corner. Like she was never. So I'm, I'm thinking of all these other movies in my head that I'm like wanting to compare it to. Like she was never like Andy Sachs in the beginning wearing frumpy clothes and like, no. not, mm-hmm. you know, not presenting no. herself like that. Yeah. Uh, but she was, I think, trying to fake the confidence and it seemed very harsh until she actually got the confidence when that's when she kind of settled into herself and was more genuine with it. And so it was very kind of like the wall was up. She was like, and I also like he, he's a very attractive man. And if she 
throughout the movie we hear like obviously she's she's a, a larger girl and she's grown up in that world of like not not being able to find her clothes she's working in the fashion industry as a size you know 10 12 whatever and that is different and she's yeah. feeling you know she's surrounded by models all day and people who like the the industry is catered towards and her body type is not necessarily catered towards in that yeah. high new york well, fashion so it's like a she, wall well and she said look at him guys like him don't go for girls like me yeah that was the theme and then later you hear very specifically the design the like head of the magazine who was the worst claudia yeah. claudia um yeah. claudia claudia um karen D- K- karen lydia um <laughs> but she said those words mm-hmm. i mean come on she has to know yeah that a guy like him would never go for a girl like her right and I and I sat there with the fact that it made me mad that Claudia said that but it didn't make me mad that Ella said that like to herself yeah and I was like man there's such a inner voice is allowed to say things that like other people aren't yeah you know and it's like no 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 no. it should make me equally mad that Mm -hmm. anybody is saying you know it is saying that like the outward appearance dictates whether or not somebody can be together like people yeah can be together. yeah and and like just their their personalities were seriously perfect for each other like so seriously good. perfect for each other it was the perfect amount of like the parts that need to match matched mm-hmm. and the parts that needed to complement complemented yeah you know what i mean yeah i actually she was actually exactly what he needed Mm-hmm. Yes. And as a, not, not yet as a romantic person, but mm-hmm. as he was coming into this, he was the fixer, you know, he's the guy that was sent in to, um, to pull this magazine back from the brink of, of failing. And he'd done this before, apparently in their mogul world of, of, of publications. But, um, so he was known for this as, you know, the guy that goes and does that, but he didn't know fashion. Mm-hmm. And yes. that was shown on the first day. And Claudia was always going to hold that against him and cause problems. Yeah, And it was shocking to me how, how nasty Claudia was about him to him and to his father who yeah. ran the magazine. Yeah. That was really shocking. Although she picked up her stuff and said, I have helped create this magazine. Yeah. You this know, is my magazine. Don't change it. Like, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one, one thing I was going to say too, Sophie, you were just saying how she had said, basically, you know, I, I, I'm not his type. Well, at the very, very, very end, that's literally what she said to him is, yeah, I, I am not your type. And then he's like, like, what is, what do you even mean? And that's when she just like, literally, she just full body, you know, posturing and everything. Like says, what exactly yeah. do I mean to you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it led to the moments. And the, all that. I love you. Um, and the, right. Yeah. The, you the mean everything ending. to me. Right? Yeah. yeah. There were, there were a couple of cheesy things, but yeah. Were, yeah. But like, sometimes I have to remind myself that, <laughs> flirting and being in love is cheesy i have never once experienced deep affections love whatever like with a guy where on the outside it didn't look stupid as heck right <laughs> like and, and like, like where he's like saying something and i'm like melting into a puddle and other yeah. people would be like what? <laughs> well and like you see i've seen other people in public that are like being all cutesy and whatever and i'm just like Ugh. yes like- that happened to me literally on set 
Sunday. I'm in Chipotle and this couple's in front of me holding, doing that thing where like they're whole, they're standing so close to each other that their hands and they're like cute. Yeah. Holding hands, like their, their fingers are slightly intertwined. And yeah. Their hands. And they, when they talk to each other, they have to be 0.2 inches away from each so other's close. faces. Yeah. Um, but they're like whispering. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> yes. And like in a relationship or not in a relationship, I still look at that and I'm just like, but for different reasons, depending on my life, but it's like, uh, but I, I've seen those moments and I'm just like, yeah. Oh, but that is really cheesy. And that's yeah. real life. So yeah. I, I loved, I, I loved how they did start out as like kind of having this weird argument in the coffee shop and kind of like, you know, arguing a little bit, but it wasn't like this big rivalry out of nowhere. Like we've seen before. It was just kind mm-hmm. of like, like he, yeah, he was being a jerk being on the phone, trying to order coffee. And there was a whole line behind him. Cause I've, that's happened before. And I'm like, move on. But the, you know, he wasn't his best self. Maybe she wasn't her best self in that moment, but like they weren't sudden rivals for no reason. Like we've seen and stuff before they were just kind of like, okay, well you're, you're very intelligent about fashion. You know what you're talking about. And she's like, okay, well, I want you to write an article about me in this new digital publication that you're doing. We have to talk about that moment because- yeah. The quick I, quo. Yes. When she said to him, I'll do this for you. I will help you understand the fashion world. I don't want you to be my boss. Yeah. Right. And I thought, mm, like, that I was so that. good. Because to me, I've seen it like too often where that is the storyline. And it's like, we kind of go with it because it's Hallmark and there is like an innocence. But it is a little sketchy. Like it's yeah. just a little sketchy because even though he wouldn't have been her boss, he would have been her boss. And then you add in like this romantic thing. And it's, it's like a like, weird power dynamic that doesn't is, always and work. It tends to be the guy is yeah. the boss and the girl is, you know, is getting paid. And I love how she just kind of was like, I don't want you to pay me, but I do want you to give me exposure. Like, yeah, you help me. I help you. And, you know, we can move forward. And I kind of liked that because for her skepticism of like, oh, a guy like that would never, yeah. I was like, you sure did set it up to where it could She happen. was real confident about that, but I loved <laughs> yeah. it because she said, your respect means more than a paycheck would. And I was yes. like, yes, ma'am, go yeah. girl. Um, yeah. And so I, I loved that she was like, okay, cool. Let's make this deal. And it was very, it was very easy. And she yeah. was like, she was like, that's it. And he was like, yeah, that's it. And there was a comment that his friend who was working, who was like the graphic designer or the digital publisher, he at one point saw them to interact and he was like, so I'm trying to figure out who the boss is here. You were her. And he, and Derek goes, sometimes I don't know either. Like it was a very <laughs> equal dynamic in different ways. Yeah. Like he, um, and also like he was known as like the seventh most so random, the seventh most seventh. eligible. Like, why bachelor. is that the number that was given? And so I I mean, that's like who he is. He's like the prince of publishing, like all this yeah. stuff. And she's just like, I'm a girl from Pittsburgh. Like my dad worked in a textile mill, my mom worked in a sweatshop. You're you have li- like worked in publishing. Your parents, your dad owns a publishing firm. Like we have not had the same lives. And that's been brought up a couple of times, but I don't think it was like dwelled 
on. It was just kind of like, we have different experiences and that's what makes this kind of work so well is because they're different perspectives, but they had that equal respect for each other. Well, the then whole they, time. Had, they had, Hallmark had to do the obligatory. He helps um, poor, unfortunate children. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I write, yeah. I write that down too. That yeah. He yeah. Had volunteered his time, although he has no time. Has no time. Volunteered yeah. his time, you know, <laughs> and then even how she was brought into that. So, cause that was, that was a little, um, I don't know, too choppy where the, where the friend said, let her get to know you, let her see you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And so he t- next thing you know, now here's the thing, bold, beautiful, wore the shoes, all the things goes out on a date, doesn't know where they're going, doesn't know where they're going, but she wears tennis shoes. Tennis uh-huh. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I think I'm overdressed. They're going to like a gym in Brooklyn. And he's like, no, you're perfect. I'm like, but she's overdressed. To go but to she's, the overdressed. Well, she's overdressed because <laughs> she wore tennis shoes and she never wore tennis shoes with any other anything else. And she doesn't yeah. know where they're going. You know, so yeah. that was it. But how convenient that they can play horse later so but, <laughs> but did you notice how when the friend came to his penthouse the first time the the i, can't, I was looking to see if i could remember the friend's name uh katie is the female uh, friend, why do i want to say oscar. oscar is it oscar, oscar. okay mm-hmm. it might be okay so when oscar goes to his penthouse for the first time and he goes you haven't been here before he goes no i would remember this yeah and then they had the whole conversation but at a point he goes um you know he makes some snide you know kind of little jab about the penthouse and he goes actually i'm giving this up he goes i want to look for a it wasn't a fixer upper but a townhouse or something to fix up in the center which would be the fabric center the fashion center and the guy just looked at him and said so that you can go where it's more who you are mm-hmm. and and it's not again leaving you know his wealth and yeah. his position and yeah. all of that but it was still like the, this penthouse really wasn't him and yet it was him I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's part of well, his privilege. And that actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually kind of enjoyed the whole embracing the family business instead of yeah. I ha- the obligatory, I have to do the family business, even though my real dream is to chop baloney, like, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. And you're going, what? That, no. Yeah. It was refreshing. Um, yeah. And you just kind of know, I don't know, there's been like training and background and you're watching him going, you've done this so many times before the heart that you give, you know, into rebuilding these magazines and all kinds of stuff. I don't know. It's just like, this seems like this is what you should be doing. So I like, yeah, I like that they stuck with him doing this, but it, it always was his own way. Yeah. So the housing is going to be in his own way. The kind of philanthropy stuff you could say like as a company you know what they do he was kind of like no I'm gonna go and I want to like serve my community in my own way Mm -hmm. um and then how he runs like he does digital and he whatever in his own way and then adding in the plus size and we need to talk about the plus size so Mm -hmm. yeah I have a rant you guys have heard it before Mm -hmm. literally you two and then the podcast world you have heard (laughs) it before that I don't find the fashion industry to be po- body t- positive just because they happen to have size 18, 20, 22 clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will find the fashion industry to be po- body positive when they design clothing for girls who are all different shapes and sizes in mind and don't just start at a two yeah. and then make things wider. That yeah. is not body positive. Now it is nice <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, clothing is in bigger sizes. I'm glad for that. I don't want that to go away, but I will not give props, you know, to a, to a clothing company because they happen to have a size 20 
Like, mm-hmm. did you design that outfit for a size 16, 18 girl? Because I can tell the difference. I can mm-hmm. tell when something was made for somebody skinny, but you just made it bigger. Right. I can tell the difference. And right. I think- and I- I will tell you, there's a whole lot more options out there now, but even as much as like 20, 30 years ago, it literally was the caftan. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was like a tent. You wore a tent or you wore stretchy pants and and oversized shirts and there just really weren't decent options. So I And it played into the like fat. You are fat. This is your Mm -hmm. uniform. And it's like- yeah why are we doing this to people right no individual choice like no individuality like I love that her colors and everything that she wore were so bright and Mm -hmm. it's like there was nary a cold shoulder in sight (laughs) no rhinestone skull anywhere like all these (laughs) all these things that are just and also I think sometimes too stylists for movies don't know how to dress yeah like women who are bigger yeah and I say that because there's things that they'll wear that I'm like, you just made that person look a size bigger than they are. You mm-hmm. know, like, why did you choose that style? Why, why would you choose something that hits her body, like her body in, in a spot that isn't flattering? Um, but almost everything she wore, I thought was like so flattering cute. cute. Her, the colors sometimes were not the right colors for her, like mm-hmm. for her skin tone and stuff like that. Like she had on in the beginning of the movie, a lipstick color that I was like, oh, that is not your shape. <laughs> like it, you do not even wear in that. And um, there were times that she wore no make, no lipstick at all. And mm-hmm. it was kind of noticeable, especially, yeah. but yeah. I, w- I actually made myself a note and said, I love the bold colors. Mm-hmm. I love the bold patterns. Remember that mm-hmm. one that was the green and blue and white? Yeah. Uh, very bold patterns and then even reusing like the yeah the, the pink and orange was amazing but then she wore red pants with it so it was really a combination of three and then later she wore those same red pants with a red shirt a pink jacket and those pink boots and when mm-hmm, I saw those boots mm-hmm. I'm like that's that's so cool yes but the but I didn't love all of her clothes mm-hmm. I mean and I, I honestly it's one of those things where you just kind of have to spin logic because you know these all these people are so 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 nice except for the two that weren't nice right, you know, right. and yet so you had Uberto you know Bert <laughs> the photographer who was the best in the industry and first conversation with Ella he's loving Ella completely and noticing yeah. her outfit and I just I looked at her outfit and went I wouldn't think that was a, it, mean, was it, it was fine it was but fine but it wasn't but the it thing wasn't stand out yeah the thing with her stuff what that I actually liked was it wasn't bizarre um but yeah right. you have to consider in the fashion world like with yeah. a photographer like that you have to be wearing a piece of art to catch his eye you know what right. I mean yes. and so I agreed I didn't I felt like the oh did you, oh did you make that and it's like no one would have noticed that get stop it what are like, you wearing they would yeah, say yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you wearing I'm wearing an Ella original uh-huh mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> nobody you, you didn't do that to anybody else in the movie like you mm-hmm. didn't right people didn't walk up to you and you go well, what are you wearing yeah Ross dress for less yes like, like you know what I mean like they didn't he didn't no one did that to any other character except for her and I didn't find her outfits to be so noticeably unique that somebody would want to ask that question but it's fine it's whatever it was all about how she would tell them that she designed it but that she was not a designer (laughs) right now the blue silk dress was stand out and I think that last blue dress that she wore yeah like to the photo shoot Mm -hmm. yeah I thought it thought it was it was a very standout and and her off times she wore some gray were a little more comfy slouchy kind of stuff but at home yeah um 
but I did I did like that they didn't draper or didn't black everything you know yeah. we're only black clothing to 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 she was bold and yeah. she yes. wore things well, that were eye-catching <laughs> yes and mom is the reason I love bold big colorful things um but <laughs> to me a co- I just I'll keep saying this a couple of the shades were not hers and mm. like those blues yes. perfection like so perfection. good with her yeah but that orange I actually don't think was like a good shade for her and mm-hmm. even I will even say I don't think that pink was really that good of a color for her I think the that red she was needed, that I agree the red was yes so I'm like it still was cute she still was mm-hmm. absolutely adorable like loved you know there's nothing as far as we're not gonna have a body positive one where I like outfit shame um <laughs> but I just was like this is a classic case of it could have been better because they could have leaned further into the color scheme that worked best for her. But I think the movie, like, you know, directors, producers, whatever, wanted the fashion vibe more than they wanted the individual looks best in vibe. Yeah. And I liked the variety that they gave her because I feel like we've seen movies where the character will will wear the same shades of one color, like throughout Mm. or different shades of the same color, like throughout the movie. Um, I like the variety because it was kind of like, well, that's exciting. Like you could tell she was fashionable Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and they, so like Peggy, you touched on it, the whole kind of premise, the reason that she works with Derek is because he wants to employ her knowledge and all of this stuff. She had that knowledge that he needed to successfully turn this magazine onto the future, blah, blah, blah. They make this agreement. And there was that that one like curriculum day where she takes him around to the fabric district to look at fabric um, and around the stores and kind of people watching and all of this stuff. And she was like kind of people watching around and she was able to pinpoint like where these women were kind of in their lives, sort of. It was like a fun little game. And he was like, well, what do you see when you look at me? And she was like, designer head to toe, money's not a problem, like all this stuff. And I think they like, they hit the nail on the head with, with how they designed the characters as far as their outfits. And she was literally like, oh yeah, you're like put together. Money's not a problem. Designer head to toe, like all this stuff. And I think they did a good job with like, she was in bright stuff that she made. We reused some of the same colors and patterns. Cause you could tell like she made all of it. And it's like, she's using all of her fabric. And then he was like, grays and blues and like a little bit more like publishing <laughs> like yeah, rich yeah, yeah, publishing yeah. ceo yeah um, ceo yeah. deal Corporate. so i like mm-hmm. and then i even friend- noticed the the first time they met at the coffee shop and they're walking into the lobby mm-hmm. and he's got that blue suit on and a like a white shirt he doesn't even have a tie or anything on but i even noticed his brown shoes yeah and i was like that's perfect because mm-hmm. if he, you know, anyway, I, I was noticing that. So he really was, they did dress him fairly sharp and it, it's that real slim suit kind of thing. It reminded me of, um, what was it? Confessions of a shopaholic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where, I thought the, the same th- Those thing. vibes yes. because yes. like she's bright and colorful, like yes. outfit wise. And it kind of gave me the same vibe because they meet like the two characters from these two movies, like they meet similarly where like, she's trying to pay for a hot dog and he's trying to pay for a hot dog. And then like, it's a weird interaction at a food court cart. And then they end up meeting at the same place. Yeah, that's not a knowing. Good point. And yeah. then like, this was the same thing. And then they have this weird moment and all that, yeah. but it kind yeah. of reminded me. And well, similarly, he's from, rich, uh, he's from a rich, you know, family. Mag- they both worked in a magazine, like all this yeah. stuff. And she, so there, we talked about Claudia. Was it Liza? 
Eliza, Eliza, Eliza was kind of like her, her like right hand person. Liza was Katie. Think Double Wears Prada with Meryl Streep's character and Emily Blunt's character. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. she was Emily in the movie, Mm -hmm. and it was, um, it was funny because you could tell that Liza was kind of fighting for Derek's attention, kind of wanted to be the one that he took notice to a little bit. She was just trying to be noticed and be good and recognized, I think. So she, her character was a little bit more like do what I'm told. And also we have a kind of a sweet moment, I thought, but it, you know, it wasn't super vulnerable, but it was vulnerable where she was like, are you judging me right now? Cause like she got lip filler on her lunch break or something. She was like, are you judging me? It's hard to be surrounded by all these models all day. Like you wouldn't understand. And so we see like, she just wants to also be recognized and all this yeah. stuff. But she, she reminded me of like that. She was that character that was like trying to vie for the guy's attention and then like kind of quote unquote lost out to somebody who she thought she was like better than. And so didn't even view as competition. Well, yeah. and I, I noticed, I mean, like one of the things I noticed and even wrote a note on is how heavily she would flirt with him. Yeah. And yeah. he would literally like cut it off. Yeah, he would just yes. like look up there and say, no, yes. thank you. You know, just yeah, done. Yes. And so I love that, that he didn't flirt back. He didn't engage that. He didn't encourage that or, or there wasn't that confusion, but it was confusing to figure out what she was flirting about. What did she want his attention yeah. or was she doing it all for Claudia? Because yeah. remember she had run a tattletale and then there was that vulnerable moment. And then of course she's mean yeah. over and over and over again, yeah. Some sometimes because Claudia. So her, her role was, it, it was there for the conflict. Like you yeah. all were saying earlier, there wasn't enough conflict. That's yeah. where the conflict was. It was yeah. outside. It's kind of like, I feel like she, I think that she is the, she's not the queen bee mean girl. She's yeah. the minion. Uh-huh. Like she's, she's the like the Gretchen kick. wieners. She's the Gretchen <laughs> wiener. I actually yeah. literally thought she's Gretchen yeah. wiener. Yeah. And um, I, I was in there going, it. but I think they wanted us to remember that she's like, there's humanity there you yeah know i mean like there's like a vulnerable moment yeah because we're we're all people we all have our weird motivations for things um but to me what i loved about that moment when liza was vulnerable and was like you don't have no you know whatever ella made her point of like actually yes i do have an idea of what that's like yeah but she did not beat her over the head with that yeah and i thought that was actually a better moment obviously it's a better moment for ella like ella looks better because she's you know whatever the way that she graciously just moved on yeah she had places to be (laughs) she had places to be this was not her like main priority but she also i'm going liza one time did not tear down ella yeah Ella had one opportunity to tear down Liza and didn't even didn't do it. Didn't yeah. It. Yeah. And so yeah. anyway, this movie is a great like visual of someone who is what the fashion industry says is plus size, who struggles to not let that get to her, but is also honest that it's, it's hard sometimes. Um, and who is instead of you know, whining about it, like it's trying to make a difference, which really appreciate that. Um, but I also, uh, you know, and then you've got like this guy who's like oblivious, <laughs> who is going, you know what, that is important. And he mm-hmm. was able to speak numbers, you know, speak yeah. to investors and say, Hey, like we're missing out on an entire demographics of people yeah. um, because, you know, we're prejudiced. And, 
you know, kind of did all that, which I thought was a really cool way to do it. I think a lot of times we say, well, don't, you know, it's not about making a profit off of me, off of me or whatever. And I'm going, well, if you want to see change, speak different languages for people, speak the numbers yeah. language for some people, speak the philosophy language for others. Like mm-hmm. some people are going to receive it in different ways. So I really loved that. But what I really, really loved, and I, I end up liking the female character the most in most of these movies, but this yeah. one, I liked, I liked Derek. I liked Derek mm-hmm. the most. Derek was, and mom, you touched on it just now. He would shut it down every time somebody would flirt with him, whatever. He was so unbelievably respectful. Like yeah. mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. that could be misconstrued, he made sure was not. Like was righted. he very yeah. much was like, oh, it's nice to see you. And then would walk away. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, there was, somebody would be taking a selfie with him and he'd walk immediately up to Ella and be like, oh yeah, they just wanted a quick picture. Like just yeah. went immediately. And when she made a decent pitch, and I actually was very impressed with the pitches that she would make about, you know, why the magazine needed to have plus size models. On, it was not pathetic. You know, I found yeah. it very good. He literally would just like look at her and be like, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. I, you just convinced me. And whenever anybody would try to say, oh, you should do it this way. He was like, no, mm-hmm. just, it, he it wouldn't even deal with the bull crap. He was like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing into this like pathetic little like power grab. This is what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. And when I'm right, you're going to let me know like, yeah. because I'm going to be right. Very confident, very like self-assured and took that confidence and took that self-assurance and heaped it mm-hmm. the entire movie over Ella. Yeah. Every chance he got, he poured it over her just like, um, what was the, the designer's name that she worked for Mark or Alex or um, Max. Max? Yeah. And Mark and Alex, Max, you know, there you yeah, go. <laughs> there you go. But Max did the same thing in a fatherly way. Mm-hmm. And I love that you had the fatherly, you know, thing with Max. And then for um, Derek, you had the like partner, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's, I, I don't use that word often because I think it's, people are just kind of like, oh, he's my partner. And I'm like, he can't wipe his own butt. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> um, but I do think Derek and Ella built a really solid partnership totally in that movie yeah um and I do actually believe it it was built on the foundation of like them working together with like a tiny bit of flirtation that then turned into a lot of flirtation so Derek actually wins this one for me he was solid he everybody talks about toxic masculinity and and I'm like whatever like we always make everything toxic and I look at it going this is what it's like to be like I know who I am and I'm not sorry for it right you know what I mean but I'm yeah. also not going to like prevent <laughs> growth and goodness for other people because yeah. I have, you know, this privilege or I have like this stuff, you know, quote unquote handed to me. It's like, dude, he's, he has saved how many magazines he has not had anything handed to him. And like, we have a moment where like, they're talking about their, you know, how you got to where you are conversations. And he, we learned that like, he's always had the goal of like for publishing, he says it's, I forgot what quote it was exactly, but he said something about, you know, sometimes it's more about the reader than like Mm -hmm. the bottom line or something. Like he, Mm -hmm. he has similar goals with his publishing work that Ella has with her designing. And for her, we know it's a little bit more personal. And for him, I don't know if it was as personal, but we just learned that he is, he just is that way. That's his character of like, he cares about the bottom line, but he cares about like the individual person who he's kind of trying to reach with his publishing. So that played hand in hand so well with her vision and her goal of being a designer 
and catering to plus size women. And he wanted to cater to like the person and what was right. So yeah, I, he used the numbers and you said it perfectly how like you talk in the language that somebody's going to understand. Yeah. He used the numbers for his dad, who was the owner of the magazine and, and like used the numbers for the investors and the advertisers and the designers. And he, I think was able to like understand where Ella was coming from and then like talk to her on a human yeah. level with that. Yeah. It was like a good combination of the numbers and the the humanness yeah. of it all. So I like him. The quote was respect the reader, not the bottom line. Yeah. Um, so it's so we it was what you were talking about. But I also feel like there was a little bit of transition in that too. Like when his father came out of he and the father came out of the board meeting and they're they're talking, and the father thinks that he's only at, after the relationship with Ella. Remember, mm-hmm. they had that conflict. So they and and they both went, No, that's not what this is about. And they just stood there. If you noticed, Ella stood there, she didn't drop her eyes, she was just stared right at him of course she also sought him out and mm-hmm. said he needs you to you know he needs you typical to hallmark him. moment yeah the, yeah the like rando yeah. has to tell the parent to like stop being so right <laughs> tell your <laughs> child you, know- you like them right <laughs> but did you notice his response to her and it was well said well, he mm-hmm. said, uh, "Good point. Well, a good point and well said." Or mm-hmm. he, I, I wrote it down. He said it a little bit better than that. But when he comes out of the board meeting, he says, um, "Derek is saying it's not about just about the numbers. It's about making a difference." And the dad gets in his face and says, "Temper your idealism with uh-huh. monetary realities." Uh-huh. And then as his dad walks away, he says, "Temper your generational blinders with the real world." You yeah. Know? And it was that that point in time where this. 50-year-old magazine that had been ignoring an entire uh-huh. group of people uh-huh. for 50 years. In the snottiest, to... snootiest way. Like, mm-hmm. right. not just like, oh, we didn't know you existed, but like, no, we actually are, have disdain. We avoided you. you. That, yes. Well, remember what Claudia said when they were having that threesome conference, confrontation where she was saying, um, I love, well, there was a couple of statements that I thought were funny where they were saying, Claudia can't count past four. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> size four. But um, Claudia said, uh, you know, fashion is about aspiration. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's it's about us presenting these size four, two or size two models for women to aspire to be that. That's like, I don't think I was a size two when I was in elementary school. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, um, that's not what I aspire to be. Yeah. But I was just, I was also going to make a point where I've already mentioned this before, but because of the situation, like he needed her to teach him so mm-hmm. that he he knew the industry that he was trying to save. Um, and then I love that first time when they sat down and she's got her book and she's saying, I'm, I'm going to show this to you for a teaching tool, but it is not for your opinion. And yeah. he still gives the opinion. And then, but if you think about it, when they were walking down the sidewalk and she's basically, he's a like, man, yeah, <laughs> right. but the, he, she's just basically like, almost sermonizing, like saying these statements Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking, that seems so weird, except that she's in the role Uh of teaching him. If they hadn't had that role, she could not have said that he's like, remember, the other thing is the expressions on people's faces. When they walked into that boutique Mm -hmm. store, yeah. And that woman looks down at her and she says, she, uh, I don't know if she literally said it to her. I didn't catch that, but she said, she does not feel like I should be here and mm-hmm. walks around and says, 
almost all retail stores, whether high end or regular, don't go a size above size 14. So notice she's putting herself above a size 14. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there was a mention of 16 and more. So she was putting herself at least at 16 or more. So, you know, we're saying we're not really sure what size, Mm -hmm. but um, 16 is, is, as we've already said, is not okay in the fashion world. But she was saying it was the average woman in America is a Mm -hmm. size 16. Mm -hmm. And so that is an entire group of people. And I thought they made so many good financial points. She said, the average woman can't afford this magazine. Yeah. So if they buy it, they buy it once a year, maybe. Yeah. And so that's what the magazine is losing. And all those magazines were losing. Which that reminded me a lot of Confessions of a Shopaholic because he was like, so mom, have you seen that movie? No. It's so cute. You would love it. I think think it's on Amazon, um, like for free. But um, (laughs) she works for basically this like, economic financial magazine trying to get to the fashion magazine they're in the same family you know so she's like if I work for this one maybe eventually I can kind of slide over to the one that I actually want and he it's it's so cool because he talks through like make finance make economy you know economic policies make sense to the average reader Mm -hmm. and the way that she wrote it was actually fun because I was like oh that made sense to me (laughs) Yeah, I'm the average reader, (laughs) Um, but she would write it from a, um, you know, fashion perspective. So she'd be like, it's like when you buy, you know, a hundred percent, what was it like polyester or like um, something fabric and it ends up only being 5% that, you know, that's like, and it would like equate it to something else. And I'm like watching this movie going like, that's what she is doing in that moment is saying, you want the average person to read this and to be inspired by it, but Mm -hmm. the average person cannot afford it. Yeah. And so you are telling them the information we have in here, it's for you, but you, but it's really not. It's not accessible. Yeah. yeah, We're playing it down to you, but we're not making it. Yeah. Accessible to you. Um, And I kind of wanted a pretty woman moment for that boutique. I wanted big it mistake. big, 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 big. <laughs> huge. You work on commission, I right? right? <laughs> well, I, also you, I started, I started watching the docudrama last night called Inventing Anna. And oh it's, yeah. It's 100% based on the true story. So good. And um, you talk about, it's a mess. You talking about, I mean, I kind of remember when it happened, but I didn't know any of the details, but when she, in the case, um, I don't remember what episode on I'm on, but two or three, but when she's staying with Nora in New York, who has a, uh, Dorfman, Dorbs, whatever the store is called, it's the B and a D, um, and that how, yeah, thank you, that whole power group of women are there and everything else, and at some point, she says, go buy things for Chase, and so Anna has this opportunity and realizes she can add to the bill, um, she, ends up that day she's looking at the bill from Nora is $27,000 and she's adding to it so she you find later that she puts the chase stuff down and says oh she wants me to add some more things and then she goes and buys some things for herself and rings the bill up at eight eighty seven thousand dollars for one day that's one day blows but, my mind but it's the dropping of Louis Vuitton and all this and, yep. and the you're you're seeing like what you wear 
is yeah. your identity. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so in that world, even though they were asking her, what are you wearing? And yes, that was the only person. I think partly the only reason they were asking her is they didn't recognize. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah that's actually could, a really good point. They could tell you what mm -hmm. Claudia had on. They mm -hmm. could tell you what Liza had mm -hmm. on. They mm -hmm. could tell you what the models had on or who they were, you know, doing the photo shoot for that day. But who are you wearing? Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's you know, a designer how... might have the eye for that. A photographer might have the eye for that more than others. I just, as the average viewer, I was like, she's not really wearing anything that unique, you know, like right. it's not, it's not like she's wearing like peacock feathers or something right. like just bizarre. Right. Um, and I, I cannot stand the weird stuff in, in the fashion industry. So I'm actually okay with the fact that she wore normal things because I would be on here be, just irked and be like, the fashion right. industry is so weird and they're not, right. they don't, they're not relevant. And it's not real. <laughs> is that real? And all their fashion shows are just art shows and I don't get any of it. <laughs> well, you had made the point earlier that a lot of times the, the designers, the clothing, whoever is production behind the scenes, trying to dress the people, the actresses I've noticed in the last several years that there are a lot of hallmark lay female leads that aren't skinny right now i'm, I'm not body shaming here mm -hmm. i'm just noticing that they're not like they have super hyper skinny yeah mm -hmm. um and sometimes i don't know who's picking out their clothes but i'm like somebody needs to be picking out their clothes because that's not a good uh, outfit on and you. Like, it's like it, you were saying yeah it's just let's pick out something that's I, fashionable right I would not do well at that job because I don't know what a camera picks up right so like right. I I humbly admit that sometimes you do have to pick certain like colors and styles because of where the camera shot is going to be so like right. I might not like that it hits you know like a crop top type vibe where it's hitting higher but if it's a really close shot so, you know that they might be thinking through that that I'm not thinking through but I'm watching going I'm not kidding when I say that that actress looks like she is 50 pounds heavier than she was in the scene before right right like what are you doing she's inconsistent yeah. for sure yeah right yeah. and that's the, so I felt like in this even though I didn't love every outfit she had on I did feel like they were fitting her Yes. And they were, they were a comfortable, like, I, I'm not a big fan of the wider leg pants. That's just, yeah, yeah. that's just mm -hmm. not something I'm going to choose. Um, and she was wearing those and I don't think they needed to be wide that wide. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like a, a, the caftan, not like yeah. wearing a tent kind of yeah. thing. Um, it was just a style that I didn't particularly love, but I loved that it fit her. Mm -hmm. It looked comfortable on mm -hmm. her. And to some extent, the colors, I did love the bold mm -hmm. colors, even if mm -hmm. all, not all the colors were the, the absolute best. Yeah, yeah but, it did. Um, it did feel like she, she was were for her. Like, the, yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm like, I, if you, if you don't have the money or the know-how to do certain things, you still have a great movie. Mm -hmm. But if you have a fashionista, I'm a designer movie and you look like you went to Walmart. And you took apart the clothing and you sewed it back together. I'm not, this whole, this whole movie just goes to shambles. It just, it's stupid at that point, you know? And so there's certain parts that it's like, you want that to be legitimate. Other parts can be less legitimate. Like Paris fashion week being five was, weeks away. It was New she, York fashion week. Oh, actually. I thought it was Paris. Yeah. Anyway, I think that yeah. was New York. Yeah. New York fashion week York. being five weeks away. And she's like, I got time. <laughs> like well, I, I whatever think that crap, I don't care. Yeah, I was curious about all that because she was like a freelancer. So I guess maybe she just hopped around and like helped 
sew what needed yeah, to be sewn. Yeah, but it's kind of like that's a, that's for an accountant, like you know, tax season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was curious about that, but um, I love that she was able to take a few days off and go. Yeah. To have her dream right. moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can I can I give a couple of little critiques because I do so. And yes. Oh yes. Mich- okay. Now, okay. Number one, she had the, you know they made the big deal when they did the photo shoot, and she was in her loft, and she made the big deal that this entire place was a sweatshop, and they loved having that as part of the art club. It was a cute space. It was a really cute space. And when she was putting the the lavender or uh, whatever dress on that that one woman, and made the big point about when you feel beautiful, you know you look beautiful or you are beautiful. I don't know what however she said. I didn't particularly like the phrase, but anyway. Um, <laughs> that was all cute but when she'd be sitting there sewing she was sewing on a crap machine right yeah. i mean you know, <laughs> it, was like, it was a viking i even looked at it in both times and i thought okay it's a viking that's a good machine that is a workhorse machine but this is your this is your life right yeah. you would have a machine that if if it was going to be a clunky sounding machine, it would have been an industrial machine mm-hmm. that could have sewn through seven layers of upholstery fabric. You know, it was just a Viking and it was no frills whatsoever. Number one. Number two, she's sitting at a table. I know. She's sitting at a table. I mean, you you have a studio. Go to your studio. And number three, when she was cutting out that silk, blue silk, with she's scissors. sitting at a table uh, with scissors. And I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't happen. I don't, it makes me cringe every time. It's like when you watch um, um, What a Girl Wants and she's like, she takes scissors to that hideous dress that her, yeah. you know, future stepmom like bought for her or whatever. And it had like the brown overlay stuff. Yeah. And she was like, hmm, what should I do? And she takes scissors to it. Oh, I hate that. I hate that storyline every time. Like, I mean, I love the end result, but I hate whenever movies do that where they're like, you know, I want to fix this thing. Zoe 101. She always took scissors to things. Everyone was like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, um no. tangled he no. cut her hair with a piece of glass <laughs> he did and that was the forever lo- hairstyle she had to deal with like right and it was layered what are we and doing? somehow perfect and hmm. somehow perfect <laughs> that's so funny i don't sew but i love hearing because i know you sew a lot and very yes. well so it's like well, oh wow <laughs> yeah i thought the same thing i was like she's <laughs> she has this perfect silk <laughs> she's mistreated right right <laughs> not with scissors that was <laughs> Well, I mean, you would cut out a dress with scissors. You would cut out a dress with scissors. Put that on a shirt. But she, with scissors. She, was like, she was holding it like this. And I'm like, you yeah. don't cut like that. No. <laughs> Probably like, down. No. <laughs> I, I was sitting there going, am I a kindergarten teacher like in another life? Because I just want to scream at her for how she's cutting the scissors. Oh I didn't gosh, notice her scissors. But I don't think her scissors were like great scissors. Probably they were not. It's probably not. not. <laughs> it's like, she called my grandma and said, grandma we're cutting silk on today's shoe how do we do you couldn't have, you couldn't pinterested in that yeah. yeah i'm sure you could ask somebody there you're surrounded yes. by designers yes well let's end the movie <laughs> section with out of five stars what do you guys give this movie emily you first out of five stars yeah i gave it a solid four i liked it i'd probably okay. watch it again okay the cheese of the beginning is making me give it like a three, 3.5. Okay. 
that's fair. I'd give it, I'd get, I'd give it higher than that, but I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not looking at it quite as critically, but I, I think I'd even give it a little bit higher than a four, but maybe not quite five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, to me, it's hard said, because it should just not be so wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I thought we agreed you would be less wonderful. Yeah. I, when she said that, I like laughed and then I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah. well, my part. So the reason I give like a, a lower score is because a love in the villa perfection right. literally for for the um listeners you can't see this but i i made them my background oh my gosh so right now charlie and julie are hanging out with us incredible um, but i'm trying to look there were several things like the journey ahead 14 love letters um no not in gyms i was terrible in love and war there have been several that we've reviewed in the last like couple of months that yeah. are that four 4.5 for me yeah um and I think like the there's there's like almost no critique. Like it was like, oh yeah. yeah, this was excellent. Oh, I love this. And all it did was give us great, like just things to talk about, you know? Right. This one, there were several things that I was like, I just wish like you had done that better. Um right. And I still liked it, I still enjoy it. And I think it it once again speaks into why I think Hallmark actually does better for quote unquote agendas than. <laughs> very like obvious agenda things do because mm -hmm. hallmark is not in your face they yeah. do it in a very subtle conversational um enjoyable like peaceful way um so instead of shoving down your throat like accept all people you yeah, know yeah it kind of is like this is what snotty people who think this way look like Mm -hmm. you know and it's like hey the average woman and the conversation the boutique and it's like they're bringing you in and you're going yeah the average woman and then boom Lizzo has a flute and oh but yeah. she's too fat to you know blow into yes. a flute and right. you know all this stuff and and she has less worth now and and all of a sudden you're going ew that was gross like that yeah. was just gross reading all that because I just watched a movie where it really made me go yeah you know yeah. It, it didn't scream at me yeah. And I still was able to hear it and go, mm -hmm, yep, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and so once again, Hallmark can actually handle some of the more controversial stuff better yeah. than Hollywood, who wants to shove it down our throats. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought this was well done. This totally made up for, in my mind, that horrible get love shape movie situation. Yes, the, um, the retreat one. It was horrible. I blocked it out of my memory. This made up for it 100%. Uh, that was probably one of the main reasons I recommended this because I remember. Yes. I remember it's warming up to you. Well, and I remember the y'all's review of it and you really <laughs> were talking about the body shaming and everything else right yeah. with the movie. Yeah. Like you were mad at how they had handled that. Yeah. Where yeah. this actually handled the whole issue of body positivity and body shaming and the, you know, two to 14 sizes and can't count above four. Yeah. yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> well, I actually, I need to look it up because, oh, it's called, um, it's a kilo romance called Set on You. Mm -hmm. There or some raunchy parts to it so just be be aware <laughs> um but it's a cute little romance movie i i actually really enjoyed it and it's this girl who she's hispanic i want to say she's puerto rican like specifically mm -hmm. um and she is a weightlifter and mm -hmm. like is on instagram body positivity campaigns at the wazoo like hundreds of thousands of people follow her and she it's you know the the guy the main guy character is this like hot fireman who's like yeah you know, really like built whatever 
and um she posts a picture eventually as because they've been dating for a while and like didn't think anything of it and then the next day all these like horrible comments were on there you know Mm -hmm. like he is way out of her league like all this kind of stuff and she ends the book with this like instead of body positivity a body acceptance mindset yeah and so and she's like because and, and even saying like it's okay too if like body neutrality is what you have because some days you don't like yourself you know some days you don't feel great and like expecting to always accept you know everything about yourself is unrealistic and you're setting yourself up for failure totally and I thought this was a good like I liked that because um and then she was like instead of having this Instagram where people can give me their opinions when they don't deserve it I'm gonna have this Facebook group where people can be on it if I let them in and where you know it's an encouragement space like whatever um and it just kind of took it from accept everything all the time and you never have to change and you don't don't even work out because why do anything and oh diet anti-diet culture but also you don't have to care about what you put into your system you know all this stuff and she was like oh my gosh um and I think that that is what I kind of appreciate about some of these conversations because it's not it's not this mindset of like be unhealthy yeah it's I'm not going to look at you and say you're disgusting which is what you should be skinny is basically saying um because we are seeing too many people who are skinny be that are unhealthy to say Mm -hmm. that skinny means healthy um oh my gosh there are dogs literally right outside my window you don't Um, have a dog (laughs) I do not but it sounds like I do um but anyway I just appreciate these moments like where it's a subtle conversation reminding us of like the reality um and not how dare you not accept every single person on this planet with joy even though they don't accept themselves half the time and we need to work on that part too yeah no I (laughs) I agree the stories like even when she was sitting on the bench with him and they'd been in that boutique and she saw the mother and daughter and told the story about her mother would take her to place after place after place and would say to her um that place did not have what you wanted in your color Mm -hmm. and she said over time she realized that place did not have what I wanted in my size Mm -hmm. and so she just she I loved how she I I guess one of the things I liked is how Derek didn't just capitulate to everything she actually educated him to it yes yeah yes and and it was it was it was very different and I mean there's even some things about this that y'all have talked about or you and Sophie you and I've talked about personally that have opened my eyes to a few things at times or other subjects like when you've talked about the um of what is it desert the food deserts is yeah. that what it's mm-hmm. called yeah um, mm-hmm. I I've never been lived mm-hmm. in a place where I couldn't just get in a car and go to a grocery store mm-hmm. right. so um so anyway that those are I I just I think it's it was an awareness and it was yeah. raising it in a way that like you're saying it wasn't about we've all got to just be so excited about people who are yeah. you know unhealthy but to say no this is where I am and I'm okay with where I am yeah always been maybe whatever it is I've always been short or I've always been tall or I've always been overweight or not the I shouldn't say overweight but not the size of the, the store held you know yeah and, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you have to be okay with that forever but yeah. you are okay with that now yeah and that's yeah. nobody's place to say yeah. to you anything yeah. I you think know? that's my biggest issue too is like for one I don't have the authority to talk about anybody else's body for two, mm-hmm. our worth is not based on that. 
And I, I love the body neutrality, like ideal of it too. And body positivity as a way of like, I accept my body the way that I am now. However, that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to want to change it type thing. It's like, I, I think that's a big thing that people sometimes miss on body positivity. And I'm glad that there is more awareness about it too. It's like, like you said, Sophie, I don't have to love myself every single day. Cause no, nobody is going to do that, but right. it's the acceptance. And then also like, I respect my body enough to make the decisions that are best for my body and myself. And also like do the things that if I lose weight from it. Okay. But like yeah. the goal, the goal yeah. is to like be positive and respect my body enough to do the yeah. things that make it thrive. And like, that's yeah. kind of where it comes from. It's like, I'm not going to shame myself into being skinny. And then therefore my life is perfect. It's like, that doesn't work. That's yeah. not the outcome. And it's like, I'm not going to yeah. use the negatives to try and make something positive. Cause you don't get positive out of it. It's not like I'm going to shame myself into exercising. Cause then you're just going to feel worse and yeah. it set yourself up for failure. Yeah. So I, I love the neutrality and the acceptance, but like, that doesn't mean that you aren't allowed to want to change yeah. in some way. There should not ever be shame. Exactly. But- no, no person should shame somebody else and you yeah. should not feel sh- ashamed. Yeah. Like that, that is my thing is that is the wrong, um, feeling towards a, yeah. Toward, yeah, towards a body. Um, we had a couple of things planned for the end of this, but I actually really like where this conversation has gone. Um, yeah. and so I think we should kind of wrap it up, but I wanted to wrap it up with this. Here's some advice, um, for anybody who is struggling in, um, how they view themselves, um, and body positivity, even like if you have children and you don't want to, you know, pass that on, or you don't want to critique their bodies, but you also want them to be healthy, but you also, oh, what if, and you know, there's all these things and, oh, my child is getting picked on at school for their weight. How do I talk to them about it? You know, whatever, whatever the, the body conversation or the body thoughts you're having right now, here are a few things that have really helped me. So take it or leave it. It's okay. If it doesn't help you. Um, one is I stopped following most, um, people on Instagram that I don't know that, uh, are overly skinny. I needed to, um, a lot of that is going to be like reality stars. Um, I used to watch a lot of bachelor and bachelorette and those girls are all like a size, I think six or less. Like that's literally one of the requirements, um, to be on the show. So everything that they were advertising, they'd be like, I'm a size extra small. And I was like, get out. (laughs) Um, and I just needed, I didn't need to like follow people who were, you know, big or small or whatever, but I just, I needed to stop seeing that as the standard. Um, and I actually follow several people, a girl named McZazen on Instagram. We have talked about her. There's some controversy between me and Emily on, on that one, but um, I think yeah, she does a good she job ate. of like, she, she has a quote. I don't know if she has it, but she has said it where um, we are supposed to uh, clothes are meant to fit us. We are not meant to fit into clothes. Um, and so it's less about the number and it's more just like, well, which one fits you the best and makes you feel comfortable, you know? Um, and then Danae Mercer, she's one of my favorites. She actually sets up a pose to show how an influencer might get the right shot, I love but then her. she'll immediately slouch and go, this is what a normal body looks like. Don't forget. It's all, you know, kind of fake. Um, she's pregnant right now talking through like how interesting it is that we'll accept a tummy, a bloated tummy for a baby inside, but not because you just had a burger, you know? Um, so those are things that have really helped like my mental space. Um, but a couple of things that have helped, I always talk about this wearing styles and colors that actually compliment you because 
um, when you are wearing something that like complements and highlights your features, um, you, you automatically are doing yourself favors when you're wearing something that washes you out. There's like a self-consciousness that you might not be able to pinpoint. So finding your colors, like really important, figuring out what actually fits you. Um, stop trying to squeeze into those size, you know, two, two sizes, two small jeans, buy the pair, buy a pair that actually fits you. It's okay. Who cares what the number is? Um, and lastly, work with either a dietitian, a personal trainer, somebody, and be honest with them that you would like to have a great relationship with food, with working out with your body. Um, whatever that looks like for you, they can help build something specifically for you. You don't need an Instagram guru to tell you, you don't need a book to tell you, you need a real life human being that knows you and your body to be able to help you figure out what that looks like. Um, I have a snack shelf full of snacks in my pantry right now. And we just, eat a little bit whenever we feel like it. Um, and we never gorge, we never go crazy. And that was something that I was able to work on with my dietitian. And now shame and food are not uh, related anymore. So yeah, totally. And then for those people who maybe aren't able to work with a person mm -hmm. as much, there are so many great people on Instagram and on social media who do have great credentials. So always look for the credentials. Yes. Yeah. I'm online. glad you said that. I don't want it to be like a, Oh, you shouldn't, whatever. There's just something nice about the tailored to you thing instead of absolutely seven different opinions and they're totally. all contradictory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What I do love that's out now is two or three, several, several different statements. And one is exercise to make yourself feel good. Don't exercise to lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, movement is much more important than, you know, whatever hardcore exercise out there. So many hours in the gym, et cetera. Um, I, I love also movement away from the diet culture, but not so far, not pendulum swing so far that you are like anti anything that has anything to do with possibly figuring out what is the best food to eat and healthy foods. So I just, in my journey, which included health issues that I've had to deal with. I remember just keep asking, I kept asking the daughter doctor, but what are the healthy numbers? Not what is the range? Mm, that I that's have. good. Mm -hmm. The ranges that they give you when you, I mean, and I'm talking specifically lab work and all that are actually, I mean, I could go off on it, but they're the, the lab that received all of those puts everybody in categories that include things like your gender, your race, your age, a time of life, like I'm post-menopause, y'all are not. And, you know, so we would be in different categories and that's okay. That's okay. Because there's going to be some similarities. There's going to be some things, but within those, they just take the samplings and they do a bell curve and they lop off the two ends and they take the middle. And that's mm -hmm. those, those are the ranges that are given. So I asked my doctor and I'm like, but that means it's a bunch of ranges of unhealthy people. Because right. it's mostly unhealthy people that are getting that done. And he well, went, literally well, any, anyone in America. <laughs> and that's basically anybody in America. I just heard a statistic today that um, the average American's 27 pounds heavier now than they were a couple of decades ago, just because of like the processed foods and the stuff, the mm -hmm. way our foods are being delivered to us, even the non-processed foods and how bad they are and how lacking in nutrition. Yeah. So just don't pendulum swing so far that you don't ever think about what the real word diet means is what you eat. Right. It's, but we've made it into yeah restrictions and, and, you know, something extreme. So just don't go extreme, but, um, but healthy. I just keep yeah. thinking 
what is the healthy number yeah. I don't debate what is what is healthy for me well so the goal I had at the beginning of this year was not a weight loss goal it was simply treat my body well and that encapsulated sleep um yep. steps you know I can get in um, I, I don't say how many workouts I get a week, but how active I am, you know, so how many days was I active in a week? Um, and then that is why I worked with a dietitian because I didn't feel like I was treating my body well with food, but I wanted to figure out, you know, how to, how to do that. And that makes a difference folks. It does. When you, when you shift from, um, a number to, yeah. um, a treatment, uh, and not like a medical treatment, but like yeah. how, how you view, it makes a huge difference. So, yeah. um, yeah it's true self-care. It's not, it's not going to spa self-care. It's the taking care of yourself and doing well. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Well, mom, thank you so much for being our guest host. We will have you on many more times. It was great. This is past due. Mom is showing off her notes because she's (laughs) so many notes. Um, (laughs) Popular opinions. Don't I get to get unpopular? If anybody would like to look her up, um, she is, uh, on Instagram as Peggy underscore tsunami like S-U-E, because that's her middle name. So Peggy underscore S-U-E, Nami. Um, she is awesome, hilarious, cool. We will definitely post on our Instagram, um, her handle and everything like that. Go give her a follow. Um, especially if you're postmenopausal, she has great information on. Right. <laughs> Inner and all that. <laughs> or Hachimatos um, or cortisol or any of those. Yes. <laughs> yes. But all right. We hope you guys have a great week. Um, and just actually, mom, why don't you know how we close out? Why don't you let them know the truth they need to walk away with. Let the people week. know. Yes. I, I know what it is, but can I give one of mine before? Fine. Okay. I know what the tagline. Okay. Well, I actually have two, but one is fall only means that winter is coming. Yes. That is my unpopular opinion. Mm. My other is that a sentence does not start with the word so. Okay. Those are real. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to dive into those more. Okay. Next also, week. I my like heart this. is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes, she's declared it. It's it's real. Set no, it, I'm folks. the OG. I am the person. <laughs>Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Sophie, I have a question for you. Have you been hearing buzzwords like gut health and toxin-free cleaners? And are you lost and not knowing where to even start? Or like, what should somebody do if they don't know where to start? Mm. Man, it can get so overwhelming trying to figure out what essential oil will help you, what types of cleaners are safe for you and your family, and why on earth one should even care about something called 
gut health. That's where Young Living comes in. Yes. So every single product that Young Living sells is toxin-free, third-party tested, and also highly recommended by Sophie and myself. Um, it's a one-stop shop for all things healthy and safe. And the added bonus of more of us. With us. Yeah. So it is a network marketing company. So when you sign up, you get the support and question answering from Emily and I. Uh, how to use something, what on earth you can use to help with whatever ailment you're dealing with, like head tension and stomach aches or like car sickness or, you know, your kids needing to focus on schoolwork, that kind of thing, and how to stretch your dollar to uh, get as much as possible on a budget. Exactly. So like when you become a member with Young Living, you get a permanent 24% Mm. discount on all products. And that's huge, especially if you're on a budget. So you can order monthly from Young Living and earn up to 25% back in points also. And you can use those points to get products in the future. Mm -hmm. So let's replace those candles, invest in your health, and have peace of mind with your cleaning products when you sign up to become a member with Young Living. Yes, I know some of the stuff that I've used from Young Living already has like drastically helped, um, Mm -hmm. just especially with sick season and all the things. Mm. So I'm excited. I ordered my big essential starter kit, and I'm so excited to get it in. So if you want to be excited like me... There's only a few steps you have to do. It's super easy. So all you have to go uh, do is go to youngliving.com. Just choose your products you want, and then you have to enter our sign-up code. And that code, get ready, is 31330527. And you enter that code in the enroller box. And so you can buy whatever you want, as little or as much as you want, Um, And to get the permanent discount of 24% off, make sure that you make a one-time product purchase of 100 PV. And that's just product volume and everything on the site is listed with the product volume number. So you'll be able to figure out what you need to customize to get to that 100 PV. And after that, you're set. Otherwise, you can just purchase everything at retail price. Mm. Ready to get started ditching the toxins and living your best life? Then make sure you head to youngliving.com, snag the products that you're wanting, and enter 31330527 in the enroller box. We can't wait to have you join our Young Living family. Yay! 